We're in Simen Kuf Samaches. Uh, we're in the second part of the Simen dealing with the laws, the halachas of the brachas on uh, various forms of cake. We are up to Sifches. Um, now we've got to review what we did till now with regard to the din of Paskisnin. Um, the halacha is that Midaraisa, we have something that is called Pas, which means a loaf. If you take grain, you bake it and form it into a loaf. A loaf means something solid. Um, that is called a pas. Uh, whereas, if you take grain and you cook it, that is not called a pas, that is called a tafshil, it's called a dish. There is no question whatsoever of uh, ever making a motzi on a dish. Um, now, with regard to the halachis of a pas, with regard to what is a loaf, there are two kinds of loaves. There's a loaf that is called pas gomer, bread, and then there's a loaf that's called pas kisnim, in our language, that is cake. And we said that when Chazal made Hilchus Brachas, they told us that the bracha to be said on Pas Gomer is Hamotzi Lechem in Aretz. The, the bracha to be said on Pas Kisnin is Boramine Mezonis. And then for after Brachas, Midaraisa, the halacha is when you're satisfied, when you're full, you're supposed to bench. The Rabbanan said even a Kazayas of Pas Gomer will require benching. With regard to Pas Kisnin, so they said as follows. Generally speaking, you say, in the Shalosh, you say, Alamichya. If, however, you're eating a quantity of, uh, of paskisnin, of cake, that fills you, or that would fill a normal person, so there it has been transformed into something that is made for Kviya Suda, in which case, the bracha you say on it is Hamotzi, and afterwards you say Birkas Hamazan. Not only that, but we even saw that if someone thought he was eating a little bit of cake and made a mazonis on it and ended up eating a lot of cake, at the end he's going to bench, although he said a bar in a mazonis in the beginning. In the definition of paskomer versus paskisnin, the Machaber brought three different deus in the, from the Rishonim, meaning it is not anything that we just call cake. The idea is chazal were koveya, what characteristics must something have that would obviously make it as a non-kviyasuda kind of thing, something that you have more as a snack than you have as a meal. The first opinion said that the dough was filled before baking. The second opinion said that the dough itself was mixed with other ingredients. The third opinion said that we were dealing with something thin and brittle. In the first two opinions, the Ramah pointed out, the way the Mishtabur understands him, that there's a difference between the way the Machaber is looking at it and the way he is. According to the Shulchan Arach, as long as you can tell that there's a filling of another substance, or that you can feel within the dough when you're eating it, that there is some other ingredient, that is enough to turn it into Paskisnet. The Ramah says it's got to be that the flavor that you get from that filling or from that added ingredient in the dough actually is the strongest, it, it is the, the dominant taste in the, entire, in the entire mixture. So that according to the Machaber, it's enough if it is nicker. According to the Ramah, it's got to be eker. Um, the Ramah mentioned that it is the Minag Ashkenaz to bake sweet challah for Yantif. Uh, even though, according to the Machaber, sweet challah would be considered paskisnin, because that would fit the second opinion of what paskisnin is. The minigashkenaz is that since it is not the eker flavor, you can certainly taste that this is bread, it's a sweet bread. The eker taste is not the sugar, not the sweetness, therefore we consider it, the minigashkenaz is to consider this bread, so that Ashkenazim used this as challah, whereas for Asfardi, the bracha on this would have been mazonis. Um, also, the Machaber had told us that we follow all three opinions, 
And we had seen the Bir Alacha said that it may very well be that the three are not mutually exclusive. We're not really sure. Are these three independent shitas in the Rishonim? Where each one is saying this and this only is the characteristic that makes it cake and not bread? Or do they hold of one another and each one is just adding another one? In whatever the case is, what we do is we make a mazonis and alamichya on any of these three, unless one is koveya suda on them. Before I go further, the Bir Alacha um, already in, in his day points out the, that there are many different kinds of um, bread-like substances um, that are a bit sweet that people call cake. They don't fit any of the three conditions for an Ashkenazi meaning they neither are filled, nor do they have an ingredient in the dough that is the dominant one that gives it flavor other than that of dough. He says that that is pas gomer, according to all three opinions. It's brachi is hamotzi. So that there are many things that people will call mazonis, but they are essentially bread with a little bit of sweetness. According to the bir alacha, the Ramo would hold that this is pas gomer, and even if you eat a little bit of it, you would have to make a motzi on it. Then he goes further and he says, and many people eat so much of this stuff or have it together with the meal, where even if we do call it paskisnin, it's kviyasuda and would be mechayev berkas hamozen. So all in all, um, the Bir Alacha is disturbed by this minag of people eating something that is really bread la'alacha, has a little bit of some other flavoring in it, and then they go and call it mazonis. Now let's go further. Sifches, against this background, and we'll try to make sense of what the Shulchan Aruch is saying here. The first case is Lachmanios. In modern Hebrew, they translate that as rolls. His Lachmanios were were, uh, were actually some kind of uh, a pita, I guess. Oson Shabliloson Ovo. So the first kind is made of a regular dough, a dough that you normally make uh, make bread out of. Shekorin Ubliash. It is called Ubliash. Lechem Gomerhu, Umavarachalov Hamotsi Ubirkas Hamozon. Now, the Poskim speak out, the Mishdabur brings it, that the issue with these Lachmanios is that they're thin. These are thin breads. Uh, once again, something like a pita. It's a thin bread. One may have thought that since it is thin, it would fit the third category, which is these thin, brittle things, and they're considered, uh, they're considered Paskisnen. So the Machaber is telling us that although they're thin, they're not at all brittle. And they are paskomer, they're regular bread. So thin bread, the fact that it's small or thin, does not take away the shame paskomer from it. V'osan shablilosan raka. Whereas, if you're dealing with a bread that is made of a batter, it's blila raka, it's made of something of a batter. The, the way the Mishtabura describes it, uh, they take flour and lots of water, they mix it together, and then they used to pour it in the oven or in a frying pan that wasn't even uh, that, that had no oil in it. Um, they pour it over uh, a leaf, like lettuce leaves, and then they they either uh, put it in the oven and bake it, or they put it in a frying pan and let it bake over the fire. But dakin maod, they're very thin. Shakarin niblash, these are called niblash. Mavarach aleim bore mine mazonis ubrachachas me'in shalosh. The bracha you make over this is mazonis and brachachas mein sholish. Vim kova sudaso aleim avarach hamotzi ubirkas hamazon. This, the, the mechaber is telling us, has a din of paskisnen. Now this is a chiddush. This niblash is thin but not brittle. 
it really does not fit any of the categories in Siv Zion. Nevertheless, it is Pas Kisnen. Why is that? We have three opinions of how we define Pas Kisnen. How is it that this Niblash, which you poured over a leaf, and uh, it was a thin, a thin batter, a very a thin mixture that you poured over a leaf and baked, why is that, uh, why is that considered Pas Kisnen? Why isn't it Pas Gomer? The answer is, uh, the way the post can explain it, that when you look at it, everybody knows this is not the kind of thing you eat as a bread and a meal. It is obvious to all that this is not made for Kfiya Suda. Therefore, Niblash, although it doesn't fit any of the, th- the three categories, would have a halacha of Pas Kisna. Now, the Mishdabura doesn't really give us guidelines, but that would certainly mean that it's possible to have something that doesn't fit any of the three categories, but because of the way it looks, it is obvious to all that it is not made for Kfiya Suda, and therefore would have the halacha of cake. Um, in this particular case, we are dealing with a niblash, which is made not of a dough, but is made of a batter. Um, so at least we know that. With regard to anything else, one would really have to decide at what point would we say that it's kvas kistin, although it doesn't have any of the characteristics, because it's obvious to all that it's not made for kviya suda. Now the Mishnabrura mentions a third thing, which he calls valafalatkis. Um, in Prague, and what are they made? What are they? They are also made of a batter, but unlike the case of the niblash, where you pour the batter over a leaf, this is a batter that they used to pour on the floor of the oven, and it would spread and it would come out very, very thin. Um, it's something very much like the crepe of a blinza, very, very thin and flimsy, except that it's it's made of, of only flour and water. Uh, that, he says, because it's so flimsy, is not even a paskisnin. That we would call a tavshil. This is considered a dish. Its bracha is boremin emezonis and alamichya, even if you eat a ton of it. Meaning, even if you're kovea suda and you're full, or you have it with a meal, since it's flimsy, it loses its shame pas altogether. It's something that just flaps over. It, it would not be able to hold. It's not stiff at all as opposed to the niblash, which does have a stiffness to it. So we have three levels here. It means in this sif, we have two in the Machabra, one in the Mishnabrura. We have something that is bread, it's just smaller than regular breads and thinner than regular bread, that is pas gomer, you make a motzi on it, even if you have the smallest amount of it. Then we have niblash, which is a bread made of a batter, and nobody uses it for kviya suda, and as a result of it, it is vadai pas kisnin. You make a mazonis and alamichya unless you koveya suda on it. And the third one is these valafalatkis, which is, um, is, is, is uh, very, very thin. It spreads out throughout the oven. Once again, it's something of a very thin, flimsy crepe that will not even stay stiff. It'll fold over, fold over. This is considered a dish. You make a mazonis and an alamichya no matter how much of it you eat. Now we go further, and we're going back to Niblash. Remember, we're still in Niblash. If you're eating this Niblash, which is Pas Kisnin, during the meal, not for the sake of the meal. So the Mishnabura defines you're not eating it to fill yourself, you're eating it only for taste. So clear, the Mishnabura is defining that something that you're having in a meal 
but not for the sake of the meal, only for the sake of its taste. To unim bracha lifnehem velola achreya. You have to say a bracha rishona on it, even during the meal, but not a bracha achrona. So let's say someone is eating niblash. Someone is eating these uh, this bread made of a batter that is not made for kviyasuda. And he's having it during a meal, but he's having it for taste only. Say he's having it for dessert. He has tea with his niblash. And he's only having it for taste. He's completely full. He's not hungry anymore. He's just having it because he, he would like to eat something at the end of the meal with his tea. Um, the halacha there is he's got to make a bracha on it. He's got to make a bracha of borei mine mezonis. So according to the Mishnah Brewer, the way he's understanding the machaber, anything that a person eats at the end of the meal for the sake of its taste rather than for the sake of its filling ability, you have to make a bracha on it. It is not covered by the, the hamotzi. The reason is very simple. The reason why hamotzi covers everything you eat in the meal is because bread is the staple filler. So that hamotzi set over bread will make everything in the suda tuffle to it, provided it's there to fill. When you're dealing with taste, if the only reason you're having it is likinuach, which is for taste, nowhere does it say that bread is the best tasting food there is. So it would not be tuffle to the pas, and the hamotzi would not cover it. So anything you eat in a meal, las bia, is covered by the bread. Anything that you're having at the, in the meal for the sake of its taste is not covered by the bread, and it needs a bracha. And the Chiddush here is that you'll even make the bracha of Borei Minei Mezonis on, the, on this Niblash. Now, um, before we go further, there's a very important Bir Halacha here. The Bir Halacha um, is referring to a Magen Avram that the Mishnabur brings down. The, the Magen Avram says that this Halacha, although the Machaber brings it only here in Sif Ches, really applies to everything in Sif Zion as well. That means according to the Magen Avram, what happens if you're eating something filled, or something where the dough is, say, sweet, or you're eating a cracker that's brittle, and you're having it at the end of the meal for, for taste only, like you're having it for dessert, you would have to say a bore mine mezonis on it. So the Bir brings that the achronim have a problem with this Magen Avram. Remember, there are three opinions there in, in, in uh, Sif Zion. One opinion says that, if, that unless it's filled, it's bread. The second opinion says, unless the dough itself has other ingredients, it's bread. The third opinion says that unless it's brittle, it's bread. How do we have the right to say that even though, I mean, we understand, you say Amazonas on all three because they may not be bread. What right do you have to make a bracha on them when you're having them during the meal for taste? According to the opinions that would hold that what you're eating is bread, you were yotza with the motzi already. Because I understand if you haven't made any brachas yet, you want to know whether to make the bracha of mezonis or amotzi, the Shulchan Aruch was koveya that misafik we say mezonis. But how could you go and make a bore mini mezonis on something filled at the end of the meal, when according to two of the three opinions, this is bread? You were yotza with the motzi. So the Mishnabur brings from the Achronim that the only time that we would really say a bracha on cake at the end of the meal is either if it is niblash, it is that that uh, that, that uh, bread made of a batter which no one is kaveh sudan, or it is all three of the conditions that we find in Siv Zayin, meaning it is sweet, filled, and brittle. It's got to have all three. So say, for example, you have a, a pie where the crust is thin and brittle. Uh, the filling, it is filled, and, and the crust itself is a sweet crust. 
that would fill all three conditions. It is vadai paskisnin. When you have that for dessert, for taste, which means you're not hungry anymore, there you would say a bore minimizonis. The Mishtabura then goes on and says, if someone wants to rely on the opinion of it being filled, since most Rishonim hold that that is Paskisnin, so lo hifsid, he can make a bracha on that as well. He then brings a chayodam that it's ideal that if you're going to eat something at the end of the meal that is Suffolk Paskisnin, one of the three categories, that you should have in mind explicitly at the time that you say the motzi that that is to be covered. So all in all, when you have cake at the end of the meal for taste, Unless it has all three conditions of Siv Zion, so everyone would hold its Paskistin, you cannot make a Mazonis, and you would better off having in mind at the time you made the Motzi that that should be covered. If you wish to make a bracha on something filled, lo hivsid. Um, this is uh, in the case of Niblash, if we are to establish what is included in Niblash, then we would not have um, any of these problems. Now, of course, according to those who understood that the three opinions in Siv Zion were not mutually exclusive, and they all held of one another, then this entire problem would not be a problem. It wouldn't be problematic, and we would go with the Magen Avram. But the Mishnabur is not that sure that we can actually do that. Now, we're not done. There's another piece of Shulchan Aruch here. Aval Osin Rekikin Dakin. Whereas, those crackers, Shinosnin Merkachas Alehem, that one puts some kind of Mirkachas, that means a, a prepared dish on, say, a dip. So, If you're having crackers with a dip, the crackers are tuffled to the dip, and you don't make a bracha on the crackers altogether. Now, the Mishtabura says that, that that is not especially pshat here. Um, what exactly are we talking about? So, first of all, the, um, the Mishtabura says that we're talking about a case where they used to actually bake um, a, a, uh, a, a they used to bake this this kind of thing that had a cracker on the bottom of it and had some kind of mixture of food on top of it. So it, it, what it says here is the following: when you're eating that as a unit, if all you really want it for is the food, it's just that the cracker is there, I guess, to hold it. It gives it form but you're really not hungry at all, and you don't want it because of the cracker, then the cracker is tofel, and you just make the bracha of whatever it is that's on top of the cracker. Says the Mishnah Brewer, what if the cracker itself is sweet? It's obvious that you made it so that one would enjoy the cracker as well. There the cracker would not be tofel, and you would have to make two brachas. Now actually, the Mishnah Brewer says that there you would make one bracha since it was baked together it's considered one unit and the mazonis becomes the ikr however says the Mishnah Brura, if we would have the same situation where they weren't baked together so let's go back to our dip you take a tasteless cracker and you put some, some cheese dip on it and the real reason you're eating it is for the cheese you really don't want the cracker and you're full you really want the cheese for taste this is outside a meal the halacha would be that you say a shakol on it you're not hungry, you don't want the cracker, the cracker is a tuffle. Whereas, if you're taking a sweet cracker, you're taking, say, some kind of biscuit, taking a cookie, and then you put peanut butter on it. So there we'd say, why are you taking something sweet? The reason you're doing that is because you want to taste that as well. But they weren't cooked together, so it's not a unit. These are two different things, and you certainly want what you're putting on it. Here the Mishnabura says, Lamaisa to say two brachas. So if they were baked together, the halacha would be 
that if it is not sweet, you just make the bracha of the of, of the topping, of the dip. Um, if it is sweet, you just make a mazonis. If they were baked separately, there too. If you're only using it as a dip, but you really don't want the mazonis, you make the bracha of the topping. Whereas, if uh, you do want, if, if it is if it is something sweet, say if, uh, a cookie, and you want the thing on top of it, there you would make two brachas. So I think a typical example of this, aside from dips, a typical example would be the case of an ice cream cone, where you certainly want the ice cream, and that is, that is the ikr to you. Um, if the cone is tasteless and is there only to hold it, then you would only make the bracha of the ice cream. Whereas, if the cone itself were sweet, that would be like the case of the dufshinin, where they're not cooked together, and according to the Mishnah Brura, you would have to make two separate brachas, a mazonis, as well as a separate bracha uh, on the ice cream. Close to 21 minutes. 21. Yeah, the truth is, I even left out uh, I left out a, a thing in here, but I, it's too much. Uh, the Mishnah Brut said that an apple kugel is tuffled to the food and, and uh, you don't make a brach on it. Okay. <laughs>